De Niro. In Bang the Drum Slowly, the critics called him a brilliant new talent. After Mean Streets, they said he was a genius. For his performance in The Godfather Part II, they gave him the Academy Award. Come on, man. Just get me out of here, all right? Now, Robert De Niro creates a terrifying portrait of life on the edge of madness. Tabby, just forget about this. It's nothing. Taxi Driver, a film by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, people do anything in front of a taxi driver. I mean, anything. People too cheap to, to rent a hotel room. Don't drive a hurry up, will you? People want to embarrass you. It's like you're not even there. It's like, you know, like a taxi driver doesn't even exist. This city here is like an open sewer, you know? It's full of filth and scum. I think I know what you mean, Travis. But it's not going to be easy. How do you guys get to be a Secret Service man? What? I was just curious, because I thought maybe I'd make a good one. Hey, what kind of guns do you guys carry? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. Today we are discussing Taxi Driver, directed by Martin Scorsese. Like, good lord, I can't believe I have never seen Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, 1976, an hour and 54 minutes. Directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, written by Paul Schrader. Um, uh, with starring... Robert De Niro as Travis Bickle, Jodie Foster as Iris, Sybil Shepard as Betsy, and Albert Brooks as Tom. A mentally unstable veteran works as a nighttime taxi driver in New York City where the perceived decadence and sleaze fuels his urge for violent action by attempting to liberate a presidential campaign worker and an underage prostitute. Um, yeah, I mean, there is definitely different ways to look at this movie. I'm giving it, uh, straight off the bat, an 8 out of 10, mostly because it's an ambitious movie for 1976. I thought that the majority of it was a lot slower moving than I was anticipating. I had always heard of, you know, you talking to me, uh, and everyone had, had heard of that, scene and line never actually knew what the context was though so actually getting to see taxi driver was uh finally somewhat like of a bucket list checklist for me but i was surprised by the uh the amount of i don't know swag this um i don't know if that's the right word the amount of uh style this uh, movie had. Let me see. I don't know exactly which. I'm I'm gonna look real quick to see which um, movies he had uh, originally um, directed before this. So Taxi Driver came right after The Mean Streets in 1973, which also uh, had uh, Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel, um, and so. Before then was Boxcar Bertha and Who's That Knocking at My Door in 67. So this was uh, Scorsese's fourth um, fourth movie um, to actually direct. 
and uh, I don't know why it says uncredited on the first three. I, I know that he is. He's he's. I think he's the main director on all the all the first three. There's um, who's knocking at my door? Boxcar Bertha and Mean Streets. But um, anyways, the um, let me see, let me see. Taxi Driver was followed up by Cannonball in seventy. 70- Taxi Driver was followed up by Cannonball in 76, Lil Papacino in 1980, then Raging Bull in 19, uh, 1980 again, The King of Comedy in 82, which I hear is uh, what the Joker, the new Joker, is supposed to be based off of with Joaquin Phoenix. He did After Hours in 85, Around Midnight 86, Color of Money 86, New York Stories in 89, Dreams 90, Grifters 90. Um, Guilty by Suspicion, 90. And he's done tons of other movies that everyone are is very aware of from then. Search and Destroy, Gangs of New York, uh, Shark Tale of 4. Shark Tale? He was in Shark... Oh, sorry. I'm looking at uh, his... Uh... <laughs> well, fuck. I just named off a bunch of shit he's been acting in, not what he's been directing. Um, well, whatever. He's been acting in all of that, but before then he was doing a lot of shorts. Um... He was. Uh, he did direct. Who's knocking at my door? The big, uh, what's it called? Uh, street scenes. I, I don't know. That's something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, he's done. We know Scorsese has been in tons of uh, different movies. Uh, been directing in all, you know, all these different types of you know, uh, dramas and uh, crime dramas specifically, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, let me see what else he's directed before that everyone generally knows straight off the bat. Um, he is most recently known for Silence in 2016. He did one episode of Vinyl that didn't do so well on HBO, but, uh, uh, let's see, Wolf of Wall Street in 2013, Hugo 2011, and, uh, Boardwalk Empire, love that show, um, Shutter Island 2010, uh, The Departed in 2006, there we go, The Aviator in 2004, everyone knows he loves some Leo DiCaprio, and unfortunately Leo was not born at this point, but um, in Casino 95, everyone knows that, in Cape Fear 91, I haven't seen it actually, in Goodfellas 90, um, everyone knows that, so um, a lot of people are very familiar with uh, Martin Scorsese's work seems like he's actually been an, an actor in a lot of the, his work as well. It's like a side. Um, but uh, I really like Martin Scorsese's work. I don't know if his depiction of, um, you know, race and women in this movie was definitely, uh, you know, a little sleazy to say the least. Um, I can't believe that Jodie Foster is in Taxi Driver at the age of... She had to have record, you know, been shooting this when she was 12 or 13. And they're calling... They're, they, in the movie, they're saying, oh, she is 12 or 13. It's like, ugh. It's like, good Lord. she's uh, She plays some very young, um, quote-unquote, mature uh, individual on this. Um, I didn't realize that she had so much television in her history. You know, the Doris Day show, Nancy and the professor, menace on the mountain, Daniel Boone, Mayberry RFD, um, gun smoke. And this is all before, um, taxi driver. Um, so she is, uh, not shy to, um, hop on the screen. It seems that she had a handful of 
acting credits before she was on Taxi Driver in 76. She was on Echoes of Summer um, before Taxi Driver, actually. So um, she that's not even her first movie to be on, um, to be featured on. Let me see who's... Um, yeah, so she was on Echoes of Summer. Not too familiar with that, honestly. Um, but yeah, we know Jodie Foster from tons of other things. More recently than not, Silence of the Lambs. And uh, you know, I, I, she's on Contact and Panic Room and you know all that stuff. Um, she's a great actress. And I had no idea she had a wife. Um, so, uh, yeah, this this movie... Has a very thin plot in a way. It is very much uh, what feels as what I would call like an indie mood piece. I would categorize this almost. I, I'm surprised this is even considered a, like a major hit um, in the way it was. Um, but apparently, Robert De Niro, according to IMDb, it says that Robert De Niro works 15-hour days for a month driving cabs as preparation for his role. He also studied mental illness during his off time when filming. Um, he visited a U.S. Army base in northern Italy and tape-recorded conversations and Midwestern soldiers that they could uh, so they could pick up their accent. So, wow! I mean, he he did a lot more research into this role than I would have ever expected. I honestly, pretty fascinated by this. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's see what else. Um, Jodie Foster was 12 years old when the movie was filmed, so she could not do more explicit scenes. Um, Connie Foster, Jodie's older sister, who was 19 when the film was produced, was cast as her body double for those scenes. Oh, wow. So, she, so yeah, Jodie Foster wasn't even in a lot of... Uh, scene, so I bet a lot of it she was um, body doubled. Which, when I was watching this, I was like, "This is gross." I was like, "This is fucking pedophile, pedophilia shit and stuff like that." I was like, "Get this out of here!" And uh, I don't know the the character of um, Travis Bickle did feel problematic in in the way that he was portrayed. I I know that some people kind of glorify. Um, this character in a way, you know, someone's got to do something about the meat, you know, the nasty streets of New York. And he's, and he is glorified by the end of this. It, it, it feels, I don't know, just, uh, you've got to walk a tight type rope is what I would say. I don't, I don't really know what better way to say it though. Um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, the, the way they talk about mental illness, the way they, which they really don't. Um, the way this is directed is, uh, I could see perceived as problematic in some ways, but it was more. I, I can talk about this better in spoilers, but it seems that because, um, because his failure to do something led him to um, be successful, which is. Um, sometimes not the best way to learn, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, the music, the da na na, you know, it's like the the that uh that jazz just comes out of nowhere. It's like, 
back down and down. You know, it's like, good Lord. It shows, uh, you know, New York is being grimy as fuck, honestly. It just looks nasty. Um, but yeah, there is tons of uh, little, I, I don't want to say Easter eggs about this movie, but it, I would say it's like small details about this movie that, that really ground you in where you are and what you're dealing with. Um, there are some interesting scenes, uh, especially towards the end, uh, regarding the direction that, um, um, you know, pop off screen. I, I do think this has a lot of artistic flair and you can see what, uh, Martin Scorsese is bringing to this. I mean, it is ambitious as hell for a 1970s movie as well, considering there isn't too much that I can base this off of. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's hop into the spoiler section real quick. Okay, so we're in the spoiler section for, uh, I was gonna say we're in the spoiler section for Travis Bickle. We're in the spoiler section for Taxi Driver, um, right now. So, the way, that, first of all, I've never seen Robert De Niro this skinny. I, I give this guy a burger or something, he looks like he's never eaten, um, a carb in his life at this point. And he looks intense in his little training regimen he goes through. And he does have this kind of gun fetishization, I guess. He fetishizes kind of guns in a way that make me uncomfortable personally, especially in this day and age. And the way that he acts just feels so odd and, and just weird, slimy in a way. Um, I... I couldn't believe he was trying to pick up women and with the way that he was taking them to like um nasty movie theaters that you know uh have sex playing on them i was like what in the hell is going on in this this guy's head and when reading this saying that it's meant you know he, this dude's got some ptsd kind of disturbed you know disturbed mental illness that kind of thing it makes a little bit more sense but still it, it makes me Hesitant to say that he's a sympathetic guy, especially with the way he's uh, he treats that whole you know presidential campaign. The reason he doesn't take out that guy specifically is because um, you know he's spotted. I mean, he pretty much sticks out of the crowd with that damn that haircut that comes out of nowhere at the end. I was like, Jesus, this guy literally doesn't give a fuck. He looks like the epitome of like uh, an incel white white supremacist asshole and i was just like i don't understand why this guy is kind of being propped up as the good guy towards the end of this movie which made me a little bit uncomfortable because of all of the taxi drivers there they're all kind of slimy racist shitballs but um you know it was just like um really we're gonna follow this guy and we're gonna make this guy the hero at the end and the fact that he goes through this very slow moving movie until the last about 20 minutes and everything's just bang boom boom i was just like god dang i was not ready for all of this action to happen at the very end so it was a very hype uh ending in a way that i was not expecting i think it is a little bit contrived to make him look a little bit more like a hero than he should be um the whole child prostitution shit that is just very uncomfortable um I'm glad that he has some sort of moral compass about that. But other than that, he seems like not that great of a guy. And the fact that, you know, he's get the whole movie. He, he can't get the girl, can't get the girl, can't get the girl. And then at the very end, he gets the girl, um, hops in his cab. And then he doesn't, you know, he, he does the classy thing and dropping her off. And, uh, I don't know. It's, um, without, you know, not having her pay or anything like that. It's, uh, it's an interesting way to portray uh, an individual these days. I mean, obviously this movie is 
uh, 30, 40 years old by now. But still, I just feel like it still is... It's an even more uncomfortable portrayal of um, of a person to watch today than I think it would have been in the seventies. I think in the seventies, someone would have said, "This is a too this is a slow movie with you know some art flair," but they wouldn't have talked about talked about the psychology behind it. I think that they just would completely ignore that. Um. So yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get any more information from this movie. It was done on a $1,300,000 budget and brought in $28 million eventually, so um, total. So that, that, that's pretty damn good. Um, anything else we need to discuss regarding this movie? Um... So, I didn't realize De Niro had already been in Godfather Part 2 by this point. Jesus, I, I, I need to you know, brush up on my De Niro um, filmography. I, 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 he's great in this, honestly. He, he plays the shit out of this uh, character, um, as does uh, Jodie Foster at such a young age. Um, we have old Peter, Bo- Peter Boyle as damn wizard back there. And Harvey Keitel's damn fucking uh, hair looks so fucking fake. That damn wig. Fuck that wig. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out. All the links below. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social medias are down below. PayPal.me slash Lucky Dog Podcast for donations. Thank you for listening. And you talking to me? Oh, you talking to me? Oh, you talking to me? Oh, 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 that, that's it. Take it easy. Who the hell else are you talking? Talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. I don't believe I've ever met anyone quite like you. Oh, yeah? You will never see a more chilling performance than this. Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, Jodie Foster, Albert Brooks, Harvey Keitel, Leonard Harris, Peter Boyle, Sybil Shepard, Taxi Driver, 